1: This is episode number one hundred and fourteen of Central Newspaper Podcast, The Boss Hog of Liberty, Jeremiah Morrill, Dakota Davis here. We are in the eye of a storm right now. A huge uh, storm. We're gonna do what we can to stay on the air.
2: It's been it's been quite the life here lately. Yes, very much. Today's episode features Stephen Vitato or Vitato, depending on which part of Indiana you hail from. (laughs) North or south of Speaking of hail, if you hear a bunch of ruckus in the background, it's because there is a hailstorm outside right now in the usually sunny Newcastle, Indiana. Uh, We are also joined by, of course, intern Mason Roddinghouse. Absolutely. We're going to be talking to Stephen about everything that he's done in his life, including being the welding (laughs) teacher at the Newcastle Career Center. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about the Newcastle Career Center in general and what vocational schools are doing all across the United States. And then we're going to talk about how Stephen is just a habitual volunteer in the community and some uh, extreme sports talk at the very end. So make sure you stick around to the end. I'm still tagging stuff over here. Yeah. I think
1: the storm has passed. I've, we've got the radar pulled up, and uh, I think you guys can go back to watching The Bachelor, and you can you can kill the uh, or The Bachelorette. <laughs> What's the show nowadays? What are the, What are the girls watching? Uh, the Bachelorette. they all. We have a very full audience over here in the other corner. The, all of the wives just told us they're watching The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. This is
2: a. It's going to be a good show, Stephen. Don't let the weather get you down, man. Uh, if we, I unexpectedly walk out, it's because uh, it's because
1: <laughs> hail went through your windshield.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So we are uh, we are recording
1: as a podcast because we are a podcast. That's pretty cool. Uh, but we are also so, back on the back on the internet as a live feed again in, that, that's in right. glorious high definition. That's right. We've we've removed the Mevo and uh, we've disposed of it. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's no longer in our lives. Burned it. Burned the mevo. And uh, and we have a we we have a one camera setup with now graphics on the screen.
2: We had yeah we have graphics on the screen. They're not fancy, but we nope. have graphics. No, nope. uh, they're, well they're not fancy because I made them six minutes before we started. So <laughs> it's was, it was very Someday. rushed, but it looks okay.
1: It looks it looks reasonable.
2: At least everyone knows steven's name. That's they, right. They might not. He's the to only one that it. gets a name name card. That's right, because he's the featured guest. There's a, there are perks that I'm come the, with being I'm a featured. Host.
1: I don't nobody But you're there. not the featured host. You're live on air. It says so right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough of that junk. Uh, we got to thank some people, I suppose. We do.
2: Yeah, of course. We want to thank everybody that joins our Patreon page and helps support the show. If it wasn't for you folks, then we wouldn't have this beautiful studio to help shield us from all of the hail that's going on outside right now. And we want to especially thank all of the people on Patreon that donate at $50 or more a month, which would be Christopher Bilbrey, Brantley Spicer, Christy Avery, Jonathan Phillips, and Craig DaCosta. If you don't feel like joining the Patreon, but you still want to support the show, you can look at the Amazon wishlist, and that is where we put out all of our equipment once slash needs. We also have a t-chip store so that you can buy some Boss Hog of Liberty merchandise. And then we have a GoFundMe page set up as well to help pay for more camera equipment so that it can get better. Better. And we want to add two more cameras, just like the ones we have now, and make producer Chris Guffey do even more work. We're probably going to have to get some longer cables. I, we,
1: we, yes. We're online now, but inconveniently, the laptop that's supposed to be sitting next to producer Chris is all the way on the other side of the room. That's true. Which is less than helpful. Yes. Well, maybe we can get, uh, some techie person in here and set up a KVM and they can remote into it and that, it would work that way. That's right. We need to figure out. But it's also wireless. in the way, of, it's also in the way of the beer fridge, which
2: is very problematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. But these are all our problems, not the, not the listeners' problems.
1: The no. important
3: thing is
2: we're on the air. Finally. <laughs> I had an exclamation point by we need new camera equipment, but, uh, now we've kind of got it figured out. Whenever I wrote the show notes, I thought that we, this was going to be another audio only episode, but, uh, Hey, we're, we're live on Facebook right now. It's a, so. it's a miracle. All right. Let's talk about Steven a little bit. I have Steven Vitito, the be, tradesman. Be, before we get into that, I will say that we just did a really neat half an hour
1: on the Patreon we side. Did. We did do and that. And if you join it, you can listen now and get the full Indy 500 summary uh, explaining why Mason wants to go back and Guffy will never, ever, ever <laughs> venture back onto the ground. So, <laughs> so uh, patreon.com slash bosshug of liberty.
2: All right. So, Steven, you... You're a welder by trade. I
4: am. I've heard. Sometimes I try. How'd you get into, to welding? Uh, the career center, actually. Ah. Uh, I took the class that I'm teaching now, the exact same place. Um, Mike Anderson was my instructor. I was, I went through the, literally the program I'm taking. So whenever, so
2: Mike was your teacher. And he figured, hey, if I can pass, I can teach it.
4: Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I was like. Ah,
2: I could definitely show people how to do this. So, so when did you start teaching at the Newcastle Career Center?
4: Uh, it's been four years now.
2: Four years. So what did you do that prior
4: to teaching there? Were you a full-time welder? I was, I was. I uh, worked, at, first started at a company called Major Tool Machine on the east side of Indy. Uh, built some really cool things. Uh, one of the most noticeable ones was a space shuttle that actually went up into space. Oh, wow. it was, uh, it was unmanned, but it was, we <laughs> built the main fuselage for, uh, the Ares X1 prototype, which was oh, a really wow, cool. really cool. Yeah. And then, uh, I worked at CNR Racing for a year in their prototype division, working on some really cool stuff. Can't talk about there.
1: CNR, <laughs> are they, uh, did they do, uh, radiators?
4: They do mostly radiators, but then they have this little corner in the back of their shop that does government work. They do secret things. Yeah, and they do secret cool. I tell you what, the, my racing nice. knowledge, Mason, is off the charts.
1: It's very good to know a radiator company. I I feel like I deserve a cookie. Um, or I can beer tell or something. you maybe what company makes a car <laughs> <laughs> if
5: I see it Chev- drive by
1: slowly. Chevrolet. What kind of car do you drive?
5: I drive a Ford Focus.
2: Yes. Yeah, it's a real good gas nice. mileage. Real racing um, machine. Absolutely. How uh, many horsepower is in that baby?
5: Uh, not much.
2: Like a whole 100?
3: <laughs> mm, push it, you're pushing it.
5: <laughs> it's a pretty current car, though. Uh, it's a
2: 2013. It has the Bluetooth. It does. You're all right. Best, uh, best feature. <laughs> Doing so. pretty good for a guy that uh, had in his bank account what we heard last week.
5: Yeah, are you? Have you joined Patreon yet? By the I'm way, I'm actually in the process right now. Are you really? I am. I'm trying yeah. to make oh, it a dollar nice. though,
2: because <laughs> I
3: don't know if I can afford
5: five. What's Stone
2: do? Are you over Stone? What's uh, wh- Stone <laughs> is at one thirty-seven. You got to pass Stone. It Be- won't even dollar thirty-eight. I'll do one fifty. All
5: right, that yeah. But I yeah. can't change it. It keeps going back to
1: five dollars. Hmm. Well, keep keep efforting. I'm trying. We'll let you know. We'll keep checking in throughout so, the show. This is like a David Letterman trick now.
2: I I also took building trades whenever I was in high school. Um My teacher was Trevor Stout in building trades. Um, And since I've been out of building trades and I've been in the construction industry after high school, uh, there have been a few different teachers in the building trades program. And I've been asked if I would be interested in that job twice. So I assume that uh, that is kind of how you came into the Newcastle Career Center welding program. Mike left and they were like, Mike's star people. Let's find him and see if he wants his job.
4: So it's actually uh, kind of an odd story where Mike knew that he was coming towards the end of his career while I was there. And uh, we used to sit down with Mr. Hobbs and he would ask us all, what are your plans? and Uh, most people don't know this, but way back when I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. So welding was just kind of something I did because my buddies were doing it. And I fully planned on going to college to play baseball to be a kindergarten teacher. And I got hurt. So instead of going to college, I started welding. And then years later, I got a call. Well, I got a text from Mike asking me if I wanted to be a new welding instructor because he knew he was retiring. And then later that same evening, I got a call from Mr. Hobbs asking me if I wanted to do it. And
1: uh Boy, they really ganged up on you.
4: Yeah. They had yeah, their stories was, straight, didn't they? Yeah. So, you call
1: them at six and I'll call them at eight thirty.
4: Kind of skipped apart back in high school when I was talking when we had our sit down with what you want to do, I told Ms. Hobbs I wanted to be a teacher, but I really didn't know about the whole college thing. Well, to be a teacher at a career center, you just have to work in the field for at least five years or more and then pass a, a class. And you'd achieve see, that
2: then I should never be getting asked to take that job. Because I haven't been in the construction industry for five years. You're oh, wait. old. No,
4: I have. You're now. pretty old, buddy. Ah, and what? and well, it goes by hours too. So, you know, you count all those call hours and everything where you're going an <laughs> extra time. Yeah,
2: right? yeah, yeah. That's true. I could do it. You have too many tattoos to teach though. I'd never true. let you. Know. I have tattoos below the elbow. Is that is it kinda like the military? Uh
4: nobody's ever said anything to me about that. <laughs> I don't <know. laughs>
2: I don't have that issue, so I've never asked. But I, I don't <laughs> think it's We'll have to call Mr. Hobbs and see if he knows.
4: Well, Mr. Lamb's running it now, so... Oh, see, I'm way out of the loop. They're still looking for an instructor. I think you'd mm-hmm. be great for it. Yeah. <laughs> How's the How negotiable is the pay? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to bring that up. That's, this the, is, that's this the, is the sticking this point. This is the struggle with
2: with, uh, with the way public education... You used to get summers off, but now it's like you get the... Uh, you have to do the whole...
4: What, what is the deal with this externship that's going on with Indiana teachers? So to be completely truthful, I haven't really looked into it that much because I started my uh, re-upping of my license before the date. They have a cutoff date, so ah, I just nice. started entering my stuff where I don't even have to do it. Sweet. So I, if I if if it's still in play when I have to do my next license... Seven years from now, then I'll check it out, but oh, you got time <laughs> why is you a teacher, but time? why does a teacher
1: have to be licensed anyway? If the kids are happy with them, the parents are happy with them. Why do you have to have a license but, uh, yeah that's but i'll a- but I'll set the soap boxes <laughs> 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 why does a- your, your barber and your welding instructor have to have a license? Does that make you safer or better? No
4: um, I don't know about an instructor, but welders, I definitely feel better if they've passed some qualifications, <laughs> yeah. at least certi- for sure. If you have
1: a certification from the industry but you don't have to have one from the state of Indiana that says, oh yeah, he's totally done whatever.
4: Well, I mean, I, just, I
1: guess I kind
2: of... there are industry standards. They're so. just,
4: you're just just because do, you can weld doesn't mean you can me. uh, speak fluently and write all your paperwork because uh, the class that we had to take was all about being able to fill out all the state paperwork and see if I could even write fluently enough to turn in all of my RISE and SLO and all of those papers that we have to fill out that I don't understand but, uh, why so, we have to do them. I understand them. I don't get the point in them. But you also, you're you're not
2: just the uh, Newcastle Career Center instructor. You also have done some adult
4: classes with Ivy Tech, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I used to teach actual Ivy Tech in Muncie, and then just this year – I I'm an alumni, by the way. I don't want to brag or anything, Mr. Purdue, but I'm I'm an Ivy <laughs> Tech graduate. Sorry. And then uh just now we've transferred uh I've kind of switched gears a little bit and I'm teaching adult classes here in Newcastle, which is still through Ivy Tech. It's just a non credit course.
2: Right. And, so whenever whenever like, okay, so I thought about taking the Ivy Tech or your 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 course uh because I don't know how to weld, and there have been plenty of situations where I've thought and it really would be handy if I knew how to weld. Like uh, my brother-in-law and I just got finished building
4: what we're calling an adventure trailer that has a rack for kayaks and stuff on it. Which I almost commented, "Why didn't you take my welding class so you could have built it instead of buy, buy a bolt together one?" I mean,
2: come on, man. Well, we, well, and like the whole rack and he stuff,
1: you said thirty-two dollars on it.
3: <laughs> oh, well, all right,
2: okay. I spent a hundred dollars on the kit. Yeah. To for the trailer, but then there were expenses of buying the steel for the racks and building the box and things. But I had to bolt all of the that stuff together, and I'm like, like it would. This thing would look so much more professional and well built if it was welded. I'm like, ugh, I just knew
4: how to weld, but uh so you got you glass. got a friend that can weld for you. You just slip him a twenty. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> good. or you can bring it in, make a donation. I'll have a student do it for you. Uh, it. That would have been a really good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we do that all the time. I mean, or I could have just taken it in there
2: and been like, Stephen, teach now. <laughs> That's I got to learn. <laughs> Mike is Mike is
1: watching from the other side of the room, and he's in the chat, Dakota. You know, Stephen, you don't need to know how to weld. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you got a guy. It's fine. Yeah. Man, everybody feels that way. Hey, I got this <laughs>
2: twenty-minute job for you. Ten well, hours like, later, I like learning how to do things, hey. and I also like tinkering. So, hey, I and just, I have access. I just,
1: I just need you to build this and this extremely complicated thing that's worth forty grand. Could you do that on the weekend?
4: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. definitely. My friend Wes does that to me all the time. He's like, <laughs> "Hey, I got this new car. You want to come over and build an exhaust? What do you mean build an exhaust? Oh, it's just one piece and." We've got a hundred pie cuts and I'm <laughs> TIG welding for six hours. This is a full custom built exhaust. Yeah, it's cool. I'll buy you pizza.
3: Thanks, man. Thanks.
4: But where I work, I also have access to
2: a—I don't know the names. So the stick welder and then the one that's got the
4: wire. Uh, so it'd be stick, MIG. Okay. Yeah. one
2: I have access to both of those and all the gas that I could ever want. So yeah, you just I need just to take a to class
4: and pick one of the processes because or. Or just
3: YouTube?
2: Man, don't do that. Uh, that. There's a lot of flammable gases and there's some electricity involved. That's how I learned dentistry, just YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, that's
3: right. (laughs) Can I get That's my a- certification?
4: I I watched like three hours of YouTube videos.
2: Yeah, yeah. You can
4: you can definitely get a lot of really bad advice. Don't, don't, like normally I would joke about it, but there's so many people on there yeah. giving advice that would get you killed. Building
2: That's, the trailer, uh, I, I looked it up. I, I one star review. He killed three guys with that. <laughs> one, yeah. I looked up I looked up the trailer on YouTube and the the building process before I was committed to driving all the way to Muncie and buying it. I'm like, how difficult is this going to be? And there's a video that popped up of a probably 18 or 19-year-old kid that might have been from around this area. (laughs) I don't know if he was, but he he seemed like it. And he's like... He was very relatable. "Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I went to high school with three of them. And he's like, this build on this trailer took me 10 hours to do. I tell you, it is... A difficult build, but it's a sturdy machine for the price. And I'm like, I'm like, ten hours. My God, you spent more than that. No, and you had a not friend. putting the frame together. It took me and Josh from six o'clock to nine o'clock. I well, that's didn't six understand. man hours. Yeah, that's true. But ten hours for one guy. I just it was <laughs> it cracked me up. It really made me laugh. <laughs> just talking about YouTube videos and the bad advice because. I almost backed out of this trailer that took us three hours to build because of some redneck on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> South of 40. Hagerstown area, probably.
1: All right. <laughs> or that'd be north of 40 there. Uh, so you work at the Newcastle Career Center. Yeah. It's more than just welding. What kind of programs are available there? Oh, this is, this kind of dovetails in. One of the reasons I want to have you on is we just had um, uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we did a show on student loans and, and college debt and everybody going to a liberal arts school or, you know, studying something less than profitable and ending up with, a, I don't know, a hundred, $150,000 in debt, too much, uh, whatever, whatever the number is <laughs> going to be. And uh, the other path that you have is in high school, you can start to go through a career center program. So it, not that you're going to speak for the entire school or every program, but just to give the flavor of some of the
4: alternates of the options that are there. So the first thing I want to bring up is that we're, uh, to my knowledge, my welding program is the only early college welding program in the state, which uh, what that means is that my kids actually graduate from Ivy Tech through my program. So uh, Ivy Tech offers two levels of welding specific uh, degree courses. So you start with a certificate, then you need a technical certificate, and then you would transfer over into your associate's degree. My course you can go if you my high school students can get all the way up to their technical certificate, which is thirty four credit hours in my class, so that's over a year of college over a year of college in yeah. high school in high school at no charge, zero dollars. All they have to do is have good enough attendance and have a high enough g p a or test into the actual Ivy tech part
2: but um correct me if I'm wrong, but there there's eighteen different programs at the career center, right.
4: Right, so there's uh, we have 18 different programs, and we service, uh, i got to make sure I look at my notes, eight different schools.
1: Yeah. yeah eight different they, high school corporations. Yeah. So
4: you're talking Knightstown, Hagerstown, Cowan, whatever. It's uh, Blue River, Eastern, Hagerstown, Knightstown, Newcastle, Shenandoah, Tri, and Union. So that's why I took notes, so I make sure I got that's all this right. stuff down yeah, right. But, but correct me if I'm wrong here, but every single one of those classes
2: offers college credit hours.
4: Uh, yeah, every single class is a dual credit. So they'll, I think the lowest one we have is four. I could be wrong on that. But the lowest one we have is four. Then the highest is mine at 34.
2: All right.
4: So Mason, you you went to one
1: of the schools that feeds into this program. How—how How is it promoted as a high school student? What, uh, what do you learn about it? And do, do your counselors sit down and say, hey, you've got a path you can choose here, and this is why you may want to consider it?
5: So in eighth grade, you take a field trip to the um, career center and you get to experience every single one. If you really take advantage of it, a lot of kids, you know, they're just like, I'm going to do the normal thing, go to college. And I mean, with some things that people want to do, you have to go to college, but promoted through high school at try. They really do promote it. We have one of the career um, paths. there, located at try. And I took that my junior year, but, yeah, you go on the field trip, you get to see everything, pick out two you really are interested in. And then as a sophomore, you apply. Um, counselor really pushes it on you. I don't know how it is now because our counselor left, but when I was in high school that she was like, push it on us. It's like, Oh, it's a really good thing. Really gets you into the area you want to go into. And then you had the option to apply or not. See
2: so what's, what's something that's, that's cool about it is, uh, there's a, there's the, uh, met like i think it's called medical professional or something like that the, yeah yeah uh, and,
4: we kind of the, there's three different ones we call them health occupations yeah health occupations whole, yeah and my wife sorry, uh, she went through the
2: physical therapy one because she wanted to be a physical therapist at that time and then her senior year of high school after doing the physical therapy uh, side of the health occupation uh, vocational class she's like this isn't for me i i don't want to do this job and it was like, wow, she got to make that decision and see that career before she spent a bunch of money in college classes trying to pursue that. To figure right? out what yeah. you wanted to do. Yeah. And through that course, um, you get
5: a healthy lifestyles credit because I took it senior year. And that really applies to literally any degree. Like everybody has to take some type of class that's not related to their degree. And usually that healthy lifestyles degree covers it so you don't have to take it in college
1: so is the career center something that's new or has this been around for for generations uh, or it, henry county or the newcastle career center seems to be a model across the state so has it always been there uh not always but i, I bet mike knows the date
4: when was it when it open
1: mike mike Broyles is what is saying from the from the back row that uh it opened it was around in the 70s so Yes. This is not, this is not new technology necessarily.
4: It's not a new idea, at least for sure. Yeah. We're always changing the technology and changing the, the goal, but it's definitely not a new idea of helping kids figure out what they want to do at an early age or figure out what they don't want to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's terrible to see a kid get out of high school and uh, it happens a lot in welding because you go into it and you don't realize truly how hot it is or how sparks landing on you feels or anything and you invest all this money and go through school and then you get a job and you realize man I hate this
2: I do not want to be doing this all day every day for the rest of my life
4: yeah and then then what now you're 21 22 you're invested what do you do now you have you already have college debt how do you go back from that
1: this gives you the exposure
4: before and it's, it's a
1: no risk exposure to it and you go oh yeah, maybe this isn't for me I, yeah. need, I need to be a pharmacist
2: <laughs> <laughs> So mine mine was a little bit opposite than uh, Audrey's was. I didn't really know what I wanted to do after high school, but I assumed that I would be going to college and get some type of other job. And we did the field trip to the uh, career center, and I went through the building trades house that they were building because they took those students that were interested in building trades to that house that the, the trades were building. And I was like, wow, this would be really cool just to like figure out how to do things. So I'm like, I'll take this one just so that, you know, whenever I'm an adult, I know how to do some stuff. And then I got into it and I started working more and I was like, wow, I actually really kind of like this. And then uh, Mr. Stout set me up with a job shadow for an electrical contractor in Richmond named Cummins Electric. And, and then after that, I was like, well, this is what I'm going to do.
4: <laughs> yeah, and that happens a lot because in our programs, you don't like my program is not just welding. I mean, we have a CNC plasma cutter where kids get exposed to G code and they're actually writing programs and doing some gra- some design work on things. So We get into artwork when we cut stuff. We do a lot of uh, material handling, which kids go into the Millerite Union. I mean, we it's not just welding. There's so many you get exposure to so many different things where it branches out, and you can. I have a student this year that uh, helped me do repair work on our CNC plasma. And he really was like, wow, I, I like the maintenance side of things. So now he's decided to be a maintenance worker instead of welding. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's an opportunity to get outside of the classroom and see so many different things in every program that. Right. It sounds like you have, you
1: have not only the
4: labor side
1: of, Hey, yeah, I'm the guy that's going to operate the machine, but you also do get the exposure to, Hey, there's this design element to this and some higher level uh, opportunities or even opportunities to dream a little bit and say, Hey, I could take this machine and make something somebody doesn't even understand yet or doesn't know what it is. You could, you could literally be an inventor.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, uh, you know, like I have a student from last year that got really into the how of everything he'd graduated last year and he, uh, he really was good at welding and really got into the CNC plasma stuff. And then after the plasma, he was like, how does all of this work? What is actually going on? How is the electricity going from the machine to create the arc? How is all of this happening? Um, and through our program, he got a year off of his, uh, he decided to go to, I introduced him to Ferris State, which is, they have a weld engineering specific program which is a hands-on program. This is it a university? It's a university in Michigan.
1: Do they have t-shirts that say Save Ferris?
4: Oh, I bet they do. Uh, I hope yeah, they I do. I bet they yeah, do. Yeah, do. That would be, be awesome.
1: Mason Ferris Bueller. Was a, I've seen in, it. In the 80s, was a film.
4: But through... <laughs> this kid had no intentions of going to college whatsoever. Came into my program, got introduced to some new ideas, some new things, got interested in them, started studying them, and then decided to go to a... Very good college and is a straight A student, so it, it doesn't just avoid college. It just, it's just a way to get experience in all different levels. Do you have a Do you have like one success
2: story out of your program that that pops into your head first thing?
4: So I don't have a specific success story, but I have a story that's happened multiple times. And what that is is I get a student that they're counselors or teachers or someone influential in their life has told them they can't yeah that you know yeah are you sure you want to take this it's an early college program i don't know if you'll be able to get through it your math skills aren't good enough you can't and then i get that kid in and they spend three hours a day with me where i can really work with them one-on-one and understand why they don't understand the math or the geometry or get there instead of an arbitrary english assignment put them in a welding english where we're reading technical documents that relate to something they care about and then all of a sudden this kid goes from a d student to a b student and then a kid that other people it's a
1: practical application and they care yeah instead of some abstract i don't want to read about somebody who's been dead for 400 years
4: absolutely and then uh you know i multiple kids have walked across a stage at ivy tech that their teachers thought they weren't going to graduate high school and that to me is a taking a kid who's been told can't and then show them they can and then get them through a tough program and watch them walk across the stage and their parents are all happy that's happened multiple times that's a big win for me and i think for everyone involved Yeah, that's awesome. So on top of a six-figure
1: salary, you get the the emotional reward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) We're counting decimal points to like the fifth, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, and then you've been able to promote the program and and create a lot of awareness uh, through some public art projects.
4: Yeah, so uh, it kind of just all fell into place where uh, the skate park started to happen through, I don't know, Patty reached out to me and said, "We're getting a skate park," and I started going.
1: Patty to, Broyles, Patty of, Broyles, of the uh, mm-hmm. city parks board. Yeah, yeah. So,
4: mm-hmm. of the city parks board, uh, the, she's the president, right? Yeah, and uh, she's reached out to me, said, "Hey, we're getting a skate park, and really want you to get involved," because I was involved with trying to get one. Because you were one of those hoodlums riding bikes in the woods and stuff. Yeah, yeah. One of those people you just were, tearing everything
1: you were up.
2: Probably involved in trying to get a skate park whenever. I was also skateboarding and wanting a skate park in Newcastle, and there was all, all the talk about trying to get one.
4: Yeah, uh, actually, me and a couple really close friends, uh, the Pointer Brothers at Pointer Brothers Pro mm-hmm, yeah. Shop, started to, uh, we tried to get one, I think I was in seventh grade when we first really started pushing for it, and there's been multiple waves of it. If At this point, I, I'm just going to say, if I can talk you into <clears throat> teaching
1: me how to skateboard, We'll get to visit your wife later in the evening at the OR. Oh, I will definitely teach you how to skateboard. Yeah, we'll we'll do all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I've already broken my left arm and my right arm. What's a second break? It's it'll be great. Yeah, yeah, roller I mean, skating didn't work out. I'm, I've fractured a wrist before. Not a big deal. It's fine. I can in. do it. Bubble wrap. Just wrap me in bubble
4: wrap. Let's go. We'll just go faster. Perfect. It helps. It's just like riding a bike, you know, yeah. you just go faster. I and figure it gets if I easier. get low and
1: roll, it'll be fine. Yeah.
4: It's all good. If I'm wearing a helmet, I'll hit my head
1: and not try to save the stop the fall. It'll be perfect. <laughs> anyway. So you, you got drafted into the skate park.
4: Yeah. And, uh, through the skate park, I just started meeting other people and it kinda, they were asking lots of questions <laughs> and, uh, Carrie Barrett from Newcastle main street had this great idea. And I was like, you know, if I'm going to be in this position and I'm going to teach these kids, um, maybe I can get them to do something good for the community at the same time. Something
1: that's a little lasting.
4: Yeah, something that's lasting and maybe they'll get a little more motivated. Maybe, you know, knowing that everyone in the community is going to see their work, they'll try and do a little more quality. A little, And it worked perfectly. I, I mean, it literally just all and in, fell into place to be a, a dream come true as far, as far as like getting parts and kids getting motivated and the outcome I think is amazing. I don't know how other people feel, but so so, so far you guys have
1: uh, done two large Robert Indiana love sculptures. Yeah. Uh, so they're one's placed in uh, Murphy Park, and one is is it Murphy Park?
4: Yeah, Murphy Park. And
1: the other is placed in the Arts Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in Murphy Park. There's also is an 1882 something 1822 1822 which yeah. is the year henry county was founded i assume
4: incorporated
1: incorporated mm-hmm. Oh well it's a corporation this corporation's got to be ended man <laughs> i don't know and then uh there's a bunch of benches around town as well
4: yeah so uh there's actually two my favorite you left out my favorite sculpture all right in murphy park there's a large just 3 eight steel plate this spells out art it's an abstract art that spells out art and uh your design no, it's a Robert Indiana design. But uh, the way that the concrete is laid out on a sunny day at the right time, the art actually reflect the shadow of the art, goes down onto the concrete, and you can see it in both places. I've yet to get a picture of it, but it is my by far my favorite that we've done. And then. Uh, Do we
1: need to get a drone? Do you want a drone to take a picture?
4: Definitely. I just got to figure out what we've, time is. We've it got actually a guy.
1: Happens. You got a guy? There's a guy that watches this. It's watching. Probably right now. If not, he'll be listening on his run tomorrow.
4: Maybe I can we weld can a little him. bit for him and Maybe. Can, we can do some trade work there because yeah. I definitely can't pay him, but <laughs> <laughs> he does things for favors all the time. Yeah, And then uh, we've got the benches that we've built. There's four benches downtown, two homes and two loves. And then there's a secret fifth bench that basically Ooh. only this group knows about right now. Really? It is uh, soon to be up for auction. So An we auction. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, we built a bench that says hope for the Miracle League for them to auction off to start their funding of a new field or fields. So that will be what, uh,
2: where's our landlord at? This would look
4: really good outside of the studio. <laughs> I, I think so <laughs> for it, some streetscape, and it is blue. Ah. Jared it go, good with says the, the drone guy
1: sounds really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jared's brother. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So the, we've got a Blue Hope bench mm-hmm. available.
4: Yeah. Uh, the Miracle League, let me make sure I get these dates here right. So they're going to do a kickoff event June 1st. And that's like tomorrow or
1: yeah. the day after day tomorrow. After. Yeah. Yeah. If not the one following it. Well it depends upon when we release this, Mason. <laughs> you're putting pressure on me now. Tomorrow is like two days from now if I edit it tomorrow.
5: <laughs> Killing me. Sorry. When you're spoken to, you can speak. <laughs> yes, master. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but they are gonna take uh they're gonna take bids. They're gonna start taking bids. Let me uh, the kickoff is June first. Jeffy's in for five bucks. I'm in for five bucks. Ten. They're going to take their last so, bids on July 27th. And so then, we are currently at 15. 15.
5: Ooh. We are the highest bidders right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, that's... Uh, it, it's cumulative. Yeah. You did five and the plus 10. You're taking his 10. You're adding your five.
5: Yeah, it's the of Liberty bench.
1: Oh, hell. Oh, we'll oh, throw, okay. I'll throw on 100. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're at
2: 115.
4: We're 115 already? That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah, Better let uh, Cindy Brooks know. I, she said she was going to listen tonight. So All right. Well, she needs right. to know that the... Uh, Cindy, got, the
2: floor is $115. Yep. The Ball song of Liberty is in for 115 She's watching. She's
1: already, <laughs> she's already excited. She's cheering. All right.
4: All right. There we go. And uh, I got to say uh, thanks to Hyflex. Uh, Hyflex, a uh, company out of Knightstown, donated the material to have that built. So without them, it would have been a high-cost bench. Uh, they donated the material, and then... Um, one of my students' parents, I don't know if they want to be mentioned or not, paid for the powder coating. So there are zero dollars in the bench. It was all built out of donations. That way it could be a uh, completely donatable everything. That's really made. cool. All proceeds will all go proceeds. to the, will go to the, the uh, miracle
2: league. Very cool. Yeah. The hour. Well, that was another thing I wanted to talk about with the career center is that, uh, oh, you guys all do a lot of stuff for uh, the community and different charities around here. Like the vast majority I'm going to say, because if I say all, then I might be wrong. But the vast (laughs) majority of the career center programs have, have done at least something to help give back to a charity or a member of the community in some sort of way. And it's really neat. It's a really neat thing that you guys are doing. I, Every chance I get, I brag on the Career Center because I think it's one of the most amazing assets for education in the county.
4: Oh, I completely agree. I, I'm i 100% uh, devoted to the Career Center stuff. If I wasn't, I would have stayed welding. I made a lot more money welding. This is where I fully believe in this whole idea of training kids in Career Centers because not only is it great for the kids, it's great for the community, and it really builds everything around it.
1: And it's, it has left a, a big impact on the community. Oh yeah. <clears throat> you and I have something in common. When you got engaged, it was the day you guys installed yes. the sculpture. I was so mad at you
3: for
4: this.
1: And that's, <laughs> at, that's, that's where you got engaged to your, your lovely bride.
4: Yes. Uh,
1: you cheated a little on the date, but uh it sounds like, it sounds like it's still legal. Yeah. You've been yeah. married much longer than you ever told us.
4: Yeah, actually, uh, so we got legally married over a year before we had our wedding ceremony. Because you got married, you got married in June or
1: just before I did. Yeah. We were talking about it. You never let the secret go that you were already married. Yeah. It was, it <laughs> yeah, was very, very secret. Were you wearing a ring or anything? Just,
4: I was. Actually, a few people noticed because yeah. we started wearing the ring right away. And a few people noticed on, so we actually went on vacation week or so after we, legally got married and a few people noticed in the pictures and that was about it everybody else kind of just ignored it and then then we had a ceremony and and you had a ceremony last june yeah last june june
1: 2nd so uh december of 17 the years run together on me dakota december (laughs) of 17 sarah and i got engaged in the same spot so and uh and then we got married in in july so a, year, a month after you, but really that was that was a blatant lie, and you got like a whole more a whole other year of your you've been married <laughs> so, longer in Dakota.
2: So, do you guys celebrate two anniversaries here? Do you have to buy two gifts every year? No, we
4: have we actually haven't picked yet. We just kind of ah. wing it and go <laughs> whatever happens happens.
2: <laughs> so one day you're going to come home and she's going to go. You, you forgot my anniversary. You forgot the our anniversary. <laughs> I thought we were celebrating the other day. <laughs> See, she doesn't know this, but that's exactly the plan. I have a window. Ah, you're gonna be the jerk.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely it. Well, she knows me. I'm super forgetful. She's She's okay with it. Yeah, I
1: expected him to be the jerk all along. Did you make the mistake of putting either one of your wedding anniversaries in your birthday week? No. Because now now my birthday is her week. We're not even close. Yeah, that was really dumb of you. I know. And I I was. I just really wanted to get married. I was
2: stupid. In a 45 Uh, day span, (laughs) I have my anniversary. thanksgiving christmas my birthday and my wife's birthday (laughs) all of the holidays at one time (laughs) yeah don't even get a two like a month break in between them it's just bam 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 didn't really think about that you could
4: be really cheap we celebrate one time in this house (laughs) 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 that's it yes you can do just one full weekend you're like all right we're putting it all together we have actually we
1: just we, we just go to chicago Yep, yep. Yeah. And then we it. rent a place with no walls and everybody's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's true. The walls walls weren't completed. You can hear about you can that. Go in back a previous and listen episode. to that episode. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. So uh we got a question from uh Dickie Defoe, Defoe Vicky Defoe. She wants to know if the Henry County
4: homeschoolers can take advantage of the career center. Well, I actually do you accept
1: any homeschool kids?
4: Do not know the answer to that.
1: Talk to admissions. That's the answer to that. Yeah. Uh just check at the front desk.
4: Yeah, call the career center and ask. They'll be in tomorrow. I think around nine thirty recruiting uh-huh. people for next year. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, and I w- I was curious. and That thought kind of crossed my mind. Uh, I don't know why I didn't put it in the show notes, but it, then I also thought about the uh, the newer Christian school that we have uh, down the road here in Kennard or close to Kennard. I think the actual address is in Cadiz, and I'm drawing a blank on the name. If my producer was paying any attention, he would it's already Heartland. have it pulled up. Heartland Christian? Sorry. Yeah, part- I found out my neighbor who lives in front of me house flooded, so I'm trying to figure out if my house is flooding. <laughs> no. do, we, do you need us to go sandbag for you, buddy?
1: What's your home address?
2: You'll never know that. <laughs> Somewhere in Ward 3 in Newcastle. But anyway, I, I wondered if uh, they would accept... Students from uh, some of the private schools around here and homeschoolers, but we will we will save that for whenever we have the people from Newcastle Career Center admissions office on the show. Yeah, who, Chris I, Lamb. I we can get, get Chris Lam. In here. Chris Lamb. Yeah, yep. oh,
4: I could get that guy. Yeah, we we'll gotta go. get him in here. And get him. With here's the here's
2: the secret to the podcast. <laughs> Nobody says no. No one says no to coming on and being a guest. Well, that's a lot. For, except for Greg Pence. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Pence said no. We Gre- have a lot of trouble with Greggs. Uh, Mayor Greg York also said no. Something about the Greggs. Um, and then... We've had some people refuse to come on a second time. Yeah, a couple people refuse a second time. Which Daniels did say no. Yeah, but it was a nice few. <laughs> but it was a nice yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mitch Daniels said... Uh, Politely. Said, Said no, but we will. We'll reach out to him as we're going to official host. I okay. I'm pretty good <laughs> with the with the letterhead and everything. I'm letterhead. Pretty, what? I'm pretty good at being, oh, yeah.
1: At being aggressive. Yeah. Um, I, it's not above me to show up in Lafayette <laughs> or West Lafayette
2: in a black van with a ski mask. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Nobody, nobody meant that, Dakota. That's not. Uh, that's simply not true. Um, okay. So we're very we're, we are once again as we're. We're recording the the storm has passed, but I'm getting all these pictures that it looks like there's snow outside right now. Um, we may have to send Mason out with a snow shovel to clean clean off everybody's cars Why and, and clear me? a path. You're the intern here. Did you get? Uh, <laughs> did you? How? would you have an update on your, uh, your your joining? Did you get in the club? Are you in? Did it, did it work? He's he's looking at his email. You're. I am officially. This is a podcast where you have to talk. Uh huh.
5: Mason Roddinghouse. Yes. Thank you for your pledge of $1.50 per month
2: to Boss Hog of Liberty. You made a mistake of signing up today because it's going to take the money out like in two days.
5: I've got enough of that. It
2: (laughs) it takes the money immediately now. Oh, Oh, no, it it? doesn't. It says
5: no charge has been placed yet.
2: Yet. It it says the first of the month. Oh wait! Did I not change the settings? You better go click. Yes, on there not. are there are different settings. <laughs> Don't change it now. I thought that I had the. I thought that that's I had that's maybe it changed. if
5: I picked one of your Patreon um Levels. settings. Maybe I my
1: own. But so I'm glad you got it figured out. So, Welcome to the so club, Stephen. Now that you're a noted celebrity, and, <laughs> yeah. and and everybody knows your name, and you're this big guy at the school, and you sign autographs down at Bill's Diner. <laughs> uh, or what's left of it um <laughs> honorary member of the blue river coast Guard uh you get asked to do a lot of stuff i'd imagine right you get uh, volu- hey can you volunteer for this can yeah you do this program uh and you just can't say no you're you're associated with an awful lot of stuff skate park and, and more
4: it's it if i think it's good i'll try and figure out how to do it i mean that's just one of the like if i can figure out a way that it'll benefit a student or the county or the city we'll try and figure out how to do it Uh, unfortunately it gets me in trouble sometimes. And I way overbook myself like we did this year. There's, I got three jobs that I just didn't get done and I feel really bad about it, but, uh, they'll get done. I mean, our summer's only two months long, so they'll get done in August. But it's, (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those things where, uh, I have a really tough time saying no to good things and there's a lot of really good things going on right now. So there's a lot to say yes to. So
1: in your in your personal life, you're also doing an awful lot. There, there's a lot of whispering and pointing going on between Dakota and Mason. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening.
2: It was whispering because hopefully you wouldn't point it out <laughs>
1: and it wouldn't interrupt the show. <laughs> no, it's better this way. Um, so you you spend a lot of time in the outdoors and enjoying some of the uh, some of the cultural aspects of the community. Your, your family is very active. Absolutely, uh, your daughter is on the way to. To the olympics apparently uh, something uh, you, for sure you were, you, were, you were at the IU natatorium like last weekend or the weekend before yeah it's a it's been you guys are on the rocket ship to to somewhere yeah.
4: she got to swim for uh team indiana two weeks ago at one of 12 girls in her age group to swim for indiana in a dual meet against illinois and uh, she's just been training really hard doing really well at that so did she slay
1: the girls from champagne
4: no, unfortunately. <laughs> Illinois was fast. They, uh, her best race, she got second in, and the girl that beat her, it was just impressive. I mean, it, really watching these girls at an elite level swim is truly impressive to see these young women just be athletes and crush national times and things. It's it's impressive. That's
2: I want I to goes. say real quick that Jerry Walden said that uh, used to be, as far as he knows, schools had to pay to participate as a member of the Newcastle Career Center, so uh, maybe if a, maybe if some parents that have homeschooled children wanted to come together and maybe pay their way, then that sounds like it might be an option. So,
4: yeah, I'm sure that if I'm sure if they got together with Michelle Lamb and sat down and really wanted to do it, they, they something could find, could yeah, be, there could yeah. be an
2: arrangement made. I just wanted to point that out in case there was someone that was like. I need to know now. So, <laughs> so you also do? Uh, you do
1: participate in mountain biking, trail uh, hiking, running, all of
4: this, all of that jazz. Absolutely, you're a regular Absolutely. triathlete of sorts, uh, except for swimming. I my daughter's a great swimmer. No, I am not. Thing. I just I'm trying, but it's tough. But everything else, I really enjoy it. We we're following your progress last week, and you you were 40 miles from home and had a flat tire. <laughs> I was only I was only five miles from home. It was. It was That was a little rough. How does that happen? Uh, I took off on a ride and hit railroad tracks on uh, 38. They're a lot rougher than they look at about (laughs) 22 miles an hour and got a flat tire. And then just air is gone. Yeah, that was it. It just exploded. (laughs) Did you come off the bike? No. uh, I ride clipped in on my road bike. So, what's that mean? uh, There's little cleats on the bottom of my shoes and there's a spring mechanism on the pedals. And they attach and you can't come off the pedals unless you want to.
1: So I was, I went through Walmart and there was $128 Huffy and I did not see those on that. Yeah, no, they don't, <laughs>
4: <laughs> they don't typically come on that. I, uh, I was fortunate enough that a really good friend of mine gave me a deal on a bicycle that already had them on there. And then, uh, Mike Broyles helped me out with the shoes. I was able to get a really nice setup for, uh, for a teacher pay rate, so are you
2: a part of the uh, Raintree County Cyclist
4: Club? Not, not officially. I have to pay my way in still, but I do ride with them occasionally when I can. There's, there's a membership. Is there like secret handshake and stuff? Yeah, there's a whole thing. You know, you gotta be on the in crowd. I guess Boomers so. only
2: and all that. Yeah, yeah. You have to <laughs> sacrifice a goat like you do to get in the Masons. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole thing we can't
4: talk about on here.
2: No. <laughs> you have to build a beer can pyramid. It's a, it's, it's
1: a very awkward. Um, and then, and then you. You also like mountain biking. Absolutely. Not just road biking. Not right. just
4: road biking. Mountain biking. Uh, I still ride my bike at the skate park. It is it is a mountain bike of sorts. Don't I still you feel jump old things.
1: doing that now?
4: A little bit, is yeah. Like
1: uh, young guys, you know, they're, they're all 17 and we're size 28 pants.
4: See, the thing is I go real early in the morning and I have my cup of coffee just like an old man and nobody <laughs> else is there. And, Reading the courier. Yeah, definitely. It's, yelling at the clouds. <laughs> It's a super old man thing for me to do, and then I ride my bike around by myself. I struck a nerve of sort because your wife is laughing hard at that,
1: (laughs) very hard.
4: (laughs) She just always likes to make fun of me for being old. That's what it is. Right? Yeah. Well, I'm much much older than my wife, so trust. I
1: understand. She has to crack my back every day now. She didn't know that going into marriage.
3: (laughs) Not every
2: day. (laughs) All right. Sometimes what you do in the bedroom in the bedroom. Sometimes it's right in the living room. Um. <laughs> oh, oh.
1: All right. So, are there prospects of uh, of new trails in the community? Any areas that we can uh, possibly add more to the uh, to this youth extreme sport movement? <laughs>
2: well, I...
4: <laughs> oh man. Extreme sports, <laughs> there are... Let me tell
2: you, mountain biking is the most extreme that it gets. Am I right? Or am I right? It can be.
4: Yeah. It Yeah. It's one of those sports I mean, where if you want it to be crazy, it can you be. You
2: mount bike
1: at Westwood. I mean, that, there's
4: trails for that there. Yeah. They have a 10 mile loop and it's a, it's a difficult trail. It's, I've never actually made it on my bike, the full loop and one time without getting off and walking or just exiting early. Cause it's too hard
1: and just dying. Yeah. Wow. It's that difficult.
4: Yeah. It's tough. It's a tough yeah. 10 mile trail. Well, and I also don't have like a legitimate mountain bike. I have a bike that's called a dirt jumper. So it's, it has a front suspension, but it's meant for jumping and riding skate parks and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So I'm sure someone with a geared mountain bike is thinking, man, this guy can't make it around Westwood. <laughs> but the, yeah. The most I've ever seen of Westwood's
2: mountain bike trail is going kayaking and then uh, shoring my kayak and then getting out and just walking around in the woods and being like, Oh,
4: there's a little trail here. It's well, a mountain bike trail. Do you, you find definitely that, hike it. do
1: you find that the horses get in your
4: way? No, not at all. Or the people. I you mean, it's share, a very share share with the, the horses. trail. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's signs everywhere that tells who has the right of way. And if you just pay attention, you're fine. And the horses, you can, I can hear them and see them from pretty far away. And uh, any logical person would say, you know, I don't want to spook a horse and get kicked. <laughs> so you just slow down and wave and pass each other and go on your way. All right. Same way with hikers. You know, it's very rare that you come up on a hiker and neither one of you knows they're there. All right, old right. man. Right.
2: So what you're saying Dude. is that, and and here I am talking like Kathy Newman on Channel Four. What <laughs> you're saying is that um, mountain biking is very safe for the people on the bikes as well as the people who want to walk on the trail at the same time. I'm saying hi to Dylan Drosness watching from New Jersey. By the way, what's up, Dylan?
4: Anyway, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it's. There are trails all over Indiana that have been there for multiple years that are shared trails that everybody gets along just fine. I mean, there's a park on the southwest side of Indy called Southwest Way Park, and I go there regularly to ride. It's a completely shared trail, horses, hikers, and bikers. Uh, it's actually Marion University's racing course. So it's a oh, pretty wow. difficult, wild trail, and everybody gets along just fine. You ever
1: take your mountain bike out on the velodrome?
4: No. No. I'm scared of that place. I'm, really? I'm going to get my road bike out there one day. I do. I have raced the BMX track on my mountain bike. I'd but...
1: have. i be some fun. Do you know what the villa you know what a velodrome is, Mason? Is it that bike thing you see right there at
5: Marion? Is that what that is? On I sixty in, five. Yeah, in right there on the left hand side going north.
4: It's like Bristol for bikes. Yeah, those guys are crazy and they go so fast. I mean, it's and they all ride <laughs> fixed gears. I think they built it for the yeah. uh, for the Pan Am Games back in the eighties. Oh really?
1: I think. I think that's where it came from. It could be a total lie, but you know stop me. Stop me if I'm wrong. Uh but I think I do think that was the case. But it's a it's a banked short track for mountain or for road bikes, I guess, not for mountain bikes or dirt bikes, but
4: road bikes. Yeah, and they start they start in the flat and they ride fixed gears, which means uh they don't have brakes and their brakes are their legs. So if they want to speed up, they pedal faster. If they want to slow down, they have to slow down their legs. They pedal backwards, but there's no coaster where if you stop pedaling, your wheels push you. So I've tried to ride a fixed gear twice. And the first time I just didn't dawn on me that there was not a coaster and I just stopped pedaling. and got (laughs) tossed over the handlebars. (laughs) So those guys are doing, you know, 35, 40 miles an hour on a banked short track clipped in where they can't take their feet off the pedals <laughs> with no brakes and no way to relax their legs at all.
3: N- wow. It's insane.
2: That's yeah, that's totally nuts. But yeah. And ha- you are lapping it in probably
1: 10 seconds. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's it's incredibly fast.
2: Yeah. There there has been talk about and it is in the uh the promotional picture for the show talking about Trojan Woods and trying to just get the woods cleaned up enough to where uh, it's not safe enough for hikers. The to. Last
1: I read in the paper, yeah. it's too dangerous to even go in there. There's no. It's a major safety concern to to do anything in that in yeah, those woods. You
2: can't even walk in the woods. There's caution tape. That's what I. That's what I heard too. Line of fire incidents happening all the time. Just tree limb, tree limbs randomly falling and bonking you on the head. So it's like you're in a uh, old '90s cartoon.
4: It is actually really bad in there. I think the mayor finally cleared it to be safe to go in but it's not a healthy woods so a lot of the trees in there are dead and leaning and have already fallen or broken and just waiting for a strong storm like tonight to knock something down i guarantee i go in there tomorrow and there's 10 15 large pieces of tree or trees that have fallen down and that was really where it came from for me as a trying to get something going on trojan woods and the other people that wanted to do it was that uh I don't really need another place to mountain bike, but I, I think that the community could use something. And, uh, I wanted to save that patch of woods because it's not actually a nature preserve and it never will be because of the, uh, way that a nature preserve has to be laid out. It has to be able to go back to its natural state. Well, the water that's down there is actually gray water. So it doesn't qualify to be protected. And it's, uh, At least been up for sale once, and I'm told twice by previous mayors. So my concern was that I used to play in this woods as a child. I rode my bike back there. The trails have always been there. The trails are eroding away. The woods are dying. It's already been up for sale for sure once. Why don't we use it for something? Use it for something positive. What happens is if, if somebody participates and has a reason to take care of it
1: or use it and take pride in it, maybe it will get some attention and
4: and not just decay. Yeah, use it or lose it, right? I mean, it's either going to die on its own or we can use it properly and bring in experts and save it or wait till someone needs money for a road and sell it off to a Starbucks or whatever the high school kids are into at that time. It's just one of those things that if we don't use it, we're going to lose it. And whether it's for bikes or hiking or, I don't know, just... uh, I don't really care what it's used for. My idea was biking because there's money out there for trails. So I knew that we could get some grants and get some things going. And uh, obviously I enjoy biking, but I'd like to see young people get outside more. And we have this really bad problem of saying young people need to get out, but not here. Like yeah. uh, you know, stop yeah, we, playing Xbox, but don't yeah. gather
1: in the park. Yeah, you're making you're making us upset.
4: Your your music's too loud in the playground area. Like what? I don't understand. So we kind of have to figure out what we're doing there. And I really I thought the woods was a great spot for that. And I think uh, I don't think I know a lot of people agreed with me, but then a lot of people really disagreed too. So right. Producer
1: Guffy is uh, is taking off. There are reports. Uh, of water damage in the community. <clears throat> Serious. We had a hell of a storm. Uh, and there are some residences that may be, may be experiencing some flooding. So he's going to go check on uh, check in his part of the town. Um, it was a hell of a storm. I, yeah, there there are pictures all over the place. I, yeah. I am legitimately somewhat concerned about hail damage uh, for, for some of the cars around here. Uh, and it doesn't look like in our downtown location we were as bad as, as some of the other spots were. All right, so mountain biking, not swimming. You do the running. I do the running. You do you my daughter hiking? makes me.
4: Yeah, uh, we do hiking. We're actually getting ready to go to Hawaii to backpack. So that's going to be we're taking on. Uh, I can't pronounce it. Can you pronounce? It? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some Hawaiian mountain. Yeah, what, uh, what, what island are you going to? Uh, we're going to the Big Island first. Okay, we'll be there for a while.
2: Uh, you, whenever we went on our honeymoon, we went to Maui and we did a little bit of uh, hiking on the road to Hana, which was really cool. That sounds yeah. really cool. Do you so,
1: make Do you make plans to go from one island to the next? Or you're just going to be in the one, or can you just buy a? You can't buy a bus ticket to the next island. Nah, so you, you, you have gotta, to fly. Yeah,
4: yeah. You got to fly or steal a John boat or something. Yeah, so we are uh, we're going to spend the first week on the Big Island and then fly over to Kauai. Right? Are we on? Oahu, Oahu. Ah. See, I gotta. That's why she's here because I can't remember anything. You're just gonna, you're just gonna go where you're told. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, you have two anniversaries
1: to remember. God forbid you have to know what island you're gonna be on. Right? Hawaii that's... is legitimately the most beautiful place on this earth. Yeah, that I have been to. Jerry yeah. Walden is reporting quarter size hail on the north side. Yeah, it's uh, oh, it's gonna be fun. Um, yeah. So, is mountain climbing in
4: your future? I don't know about actual climbing. So, when I lived in Indy, I rock climbed. Gallions, yeah. I definitely I did that a lot as a kid. I loved it. Uh I had a friend that worked at Climb Time Indy. I think that's the third Gallions reference I've had this year already. I'm
1: I'm very proud of that. Very proud. You're proud of that. I'm very proud of that, yeah.
4: <laughs> old old abandoned stores for, for five hundred Alex. Isn't I mean isn't Galleons just rebranded and still running for like it's the fifth time? Yeah. No, it's Dick's Sporting Goods. Oh, I thought I thought Dick's was a new company and Galleons was uh galleons yeah, bought really? galleons. Oh yeah. The more you know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I guess I I don't know. It's been discussed on this show, Gander
1: point. Mountain is the uh is the one that closes and opens up all the time. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Gander Mountain, but galleons had the climbing walls. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Gander Mountain I think
4: is camping world now. Now they're owned by the so, camping world
2: speaking of extreme oh. sports and rock wall climbing. All right, do you have any plans to climb Everest?
4: No. Well, I mean, I'd love to eventually, but there's no way I'll ever have enough money. You're on that teacher salary. Yeah.
1: I would have to (laughs) take the only one of us. This (laughs)
4: this is going to be honest truth. The only one of us at this
1: table that's ever going to have a chance to climb Everest is Mason. Yep. Dr. Mason.
2: You heard it here. (laughs) Once, (laughs) uh, Once he's 65 years old, has his Purdue student loans paid off and is a retired pharmacist.
4: I mean, you can make it your last trip like all the other extreme.
3: Yeah, there's a line (laughs) right now.
1: (laughs) So, this is, we were talking amongst ourselves. uh, Climbing Everest seems to be a bucket lust list item for the super wealthy. Bucket lust works. Uh, Bucket lust. Yes, it's a bucket lust thing (laughs) (laughs) for for people (laughs) like Gary Johnson, Um, (laughs) millionaires uh, who do like to do the outdoorsy thing, uh, but then they go to Nepal. And they have time; they have the two months to take off work to go acclimate, to or they've the, just uh, been off work, or they, they, they or they're, they're just retired. Or-
2: I just figured out how Steven can do it. Summer, yeah, you can take a you during your summer vacation, minor investment. You can just go over to Nepal and be a part-time Sherpa. <laughs> <laughs>
4: So, I mean, that'd be the only way I do it. They'd pay me to go up there and watch yeah, them die. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so here's the problem, though, is it's a tiny, tiny, tiny little window of time to actually climb Mount Everest. Uh, and it's right now. And yeah. they've already been there for a couple of months. Yeah. And that's that's what happens is they have these little tiny windows of time that they can go uh, and everybody's in camp at the same time. And then there was a picture that came out in social media in the last week or so uh, from one of the one of the guys on the mountain saying, hey, we're backed up. And it was literally the entire ridge of the mountain had mountain climbers trying to get to the summit. And trash and tents. And dead
2: people.
4: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bodies that have never been brought down. Yeah. I think one of the landmarks is like a boots guy where it's actually a frozen dude with his feet up in the air. Yeah, see, I, I heard
2: that um, it's like every five years they do a thing where they take the bodies down off of Everest. Oh, really? But there are a couple of them that have become like landmark dead people. So they just leave them there. The
1: The window of time to climb Mount Everest, most expeditions schedule their attempt. It's an attempt because it's not a guarantee. <laughs> their attempt between May 10th and May 23rd. And less than half get there. Most commercial expeditions have an end date around the 20th. It's just it's just crazy to me that you have this you have this ultra urgency. You spend all your getting ready for it and you've got like a week and a half to get it done. And then you get these storms that come in and out. So then you have just a couple of hours to go to get there and then everybody dies.
2: The first people that got up to Everest was in like nineteen fifty three, right? Something like that. The the first couple people. Sir and, Edmund Hillary was the first guy and, to climb Everest. And, See, Sir Edmund, Sir Ed, as I like to call him. Fast Eddie. Fast (laughs) Eddie. He, what a man, right? Yeah,
4: absolutely. Like, just, I'm going to do this.
2: Yeah. You know what? This looks like the highest mountain on earth. So he's like, I'm going to climb it. I'm going to be the guy that goes up to the highest place. That a human can get to on their feet. 29,028 feet. That is just
1: insanity.
4: And what year did he do this? 1953. So could you imagine the equipment in 53? I mean, there wasn't North Face then. What's this yeah. dude wearing? Leather boots and a jacket and just like, I'm doing this. He's basically what the Sherpas <laughs> wear now. I don't know what the Sherpas wear, but I mean, I the assume. Sherpas
2: are, they're freaking. They're, I mean, you talk about some people that are like just intense. Imagine being those guys. You just you make it up the mountain, you come down and you're like, who's next?
4: His intense. Entire- <laughs> yeah, they walk it like we do stairs. They're yeah, just they're like, 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 "Oh man, that was if- yeah. going back up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> his entire life's work was getting there for 15
4: minutes.
2: 15
1: That's minutes. That's crazy. And he has his
4: entire life to do it, right? That's
2: yeah. Imagine those 15 minutes though. A of guy the that first. he he has worked his entire life to get to this moment and it's there in 15 minutes. And then on the way back down, you know, in his head, he's going, What the hell do I do next? What's, I mean, what's yeah, next? Once again, May 28th.
1: They did it May 28th. So uh, yesterday, yesterday was, or two days ago was the, uh, was this the date, the anniversary it would have been the uh,
4: 66th anniversary. Something so he was like the that. first to do it. Who was the first to attempt it? is that oh
2: yeah i don't know who that is dun, dun, dun. i doubt they id
5: the guy He's, his, <laughs> his name's, that's the boots his guy. name is
2: boots yeah that probably yeah uh in
1: 1948 he he climbed uh, uh the highest peak in new zealand um and then in 49 um there were, there had been a route that other people had tried um Unfortunately, producer Chris is gone. So hosting the show and trying to do this research (laughs) on the fly. Uh, I wish we had interns or something. Honestly, that would be, that would be be helpful. My phone's almost dead. (laughs) (laughs) Typical, typical college kid. (sighs) Nobody knows. Anyway, so that's, that's that. I, I, it, it seems like there, there's this class of extreme sports for rich guys. Uh, and then they just go get themselves killed. Steve Fawcett was the other one that came to mind who was the balloonist, the hot air balloonist. Yeah. And he did circle the globe at, when I was in high school uh, and you were, you, know, you were probably in high school at the time as well. Uh, and then later he got killed in an
2: experimental plane crash. Um, well that kind of reminds me, I, I remember listening to this episode of the Joe Rogan podcast and he was talking to, can't remember his name, but he was, um, uh, one of those guys that, uh, jumps in the squirrel suits. Oh yeah. 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 And he, this man said that every person that in some way, shape, or form revolutionized the base jumping world or made an improvement to the suits or what have you, died doing it. That makes sense. And it's like... They just keep pushing it, pushing it until... And he's like, it's just an accepted fact. And it, it like two of his friends had died from base jumping while they were base jumping and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it again."
4: Yeah, he's absolutely. Like, Have you wow. seen? Uh, actually, it might be in Hawaii. The hole. It's uh, no. It's a vertical cave. I mean, I could be way off, but I'm pretty sure it's a thousand feet vertical cave, and it's a base jumping mecca. And it's so you're there's no drop before the cave. You just jump into a vertical cave, and then that's your base jump, and then you climb back out, and people die all the time because they just get slammed into the wall and it's like a thing that's on every bass jumpers list and they they just keep doing it now i just I, like to watch the music
2: video from sale <laughs> I, think I could do that i've always wanted to go uh skydiving
4: i've been once it was definitely not uh the way it was described to me did you go did you go alone no, I did the tandem. You took a friend. I had, I had I a think dude you ha- on my back. You
2: have to do tandem <laughs> until you do so many jumps, right?
4: No, you can do a, uh, it's an assisted thing where you're on a little platform and when you jump out, it pulls your shoot for you. So,
2: wow, that would be cool.
4: Yeah, it's that's uh, for the
1: fiercely independent.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that's Dakota. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little more expensive, and you do it's like a full day thing. So, mine was like a two hour show up. Here's the guy that's going to strap himself to your back, he'll be in control. You just hang on. Were you uncomfortable being that close to another man? No, he was a super cool guy. And we just he whispered in my ear all the cool places <laughs> he's jumped. He had done nine super bowl jumps by that time was he explaining to you as it's
1: happening all the places he's been or did he just let you enjoy it oh
4: he just let me enjoy
1: it no we were hey, uh, <laughs>
3: we couldn't I hear was,
1: you, I, <laughs> nine hey, super bowl jumps. hey that's bill's field over there
4: <laughs> no see what they don't tell you is when they strap you to this you get in this plane that has a bench seat that goes uh, i don't know how to describe this you you straddle a bench seat and there's 14 you're people in line you're all in line you can't, line. Yeah, you can't so, change the order no no so i'm straddling the guy in front of me who's you know we're all lined up and then this dude's it's talking this to my ear this weird centipede
1: and, type thing going on
4: it, and uh the place that we jumped have you seen the oh, <laughs> i tried
1: oh uh, we've lost something uh, uh, terribly uh, they- keep talking i think we'll fix it
2: so- <laughs> the mic's not working either Jeremiah is a bull in the china shop and he loves to unplug headphones it's only the
1: headphones people
2: But yeah, we're still live and recording and everything, so you're okay. Continue with your story.
4: So, uh, do you know those old fiberglass garage doors that roll up on themselves? You know what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about? Yeah, yeah. Slats and roll. So, what they didn't tell us was when we before we got in the plane, you're going to sit on this bench seat, and it's a performance jumping plane where the sides have these fiberglass roll up doors, and they roll them up. Well, the day that I jumped, it was like 90 something degrees and they were like, we're just going to leave these up while we take off. So the whole plane is like twisting and rocking and shaking while we take off. I couldn't get out of it fast enough. When we got up to height, the guy was like, are you ready? I was like, yeah, get me out of this thing. We're going to die in the plane. I feel I'm fine with the shoot. Let's get out of here. Let's go. And then uh, the jump was not like everybody is like, oh, it's this craziest thing you've ever done. It's so scary not what i thought at all it was super calming the view was amazing i did it in ohio we got to just float down and look out over everything It was super flat did you, think did, was, you land, did you land back at the airport really close to it yeah, yeah. do it, you
2: think it was because you knew that that guy knew what he was doing he was in control you were just like so therefore your mind wasn't thinking about like uh how
4: dangerous it was you were just focused on the experience I think after the two hours safety briefing of you've got a shoot and an extra shoot and all of this stuff, I was like, this is fine. We'll be fine. There's not, you know, this isn't a new thing. I'm not the first, I'm not even the first hundred today. I'm not not even a pioneer. Yeah. It's like, it's It's just, it's like getting
1: nervous about riding in a commercial airplane. (laughs) They've crashed one of these in six years in America. Yeah, oh, okay. probably yeah. gonna be fine.
4: It, that's pretty much. what I was like, if I'm the one, it's whatever. Somebody will get rich off it. I'm but... gonna be
1: in the paper. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: I've I've always wanted to hang glide too, and then I saw that video of that dude that didn't get. Yeah, that had to in. hold
4: on. Yeah. Oh, in Norway. Man, I saw that too, uh, and then
2: he finished his vacation anyway. <laughs> i still I I still think it'd be really cool though.
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I still want to do it.
2: I've been up in like the the two seater planes and the crop spraying planes, and it's so cool. Like being like, I don't know. There's just something about that experience that's just so neat. And I'm like, hang gliding is pretty much just the step for. I think
1: I think crop duster pilot's the most dangerous thing we've talked about. <laughs> um, all yeah, right, yeah. So is. 1922, Mount Everest. A guy named George Finch tried. Uh, he was the first guy to use oxygen. He uh, he climbed Everest at 951 feet an hour. He got over 27,000 feet. First time a human got over 8,000 meters. Um, and uh, they didn't make it to the top. And they killed seven natives on the way in their party. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> In 1885, but of it's course, just like, of course, they're not English, so they don't get their name recorded like everybody else does. But, uh, George Finch and, uh, Felix Norton, we know who they are. The seven locals that they hired, that uh, they don't, uh, they in, don't count. in
2: 1885 was the first time it was suggested that it was actually possible.
4: I wonder if it's something that the natives were like, Yeah, you can do it. We do it all the time, but nobody wrote <laughs> their names down.
2: Yeah. The, so... pe- the people in Nepal were like, Uh, yeah, um, if you pay us. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we'll walk you up the street. If you pay me. <laughs> Somebody had their house
1: up there. I come there. from a rough neighborhood. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> uh, Mason, uh, what's your extreme sport gonna be? you gonna jump out of a plane? Um What's your living on the edge. What's living on the edge for you? What's like, oh yeah, I would do it, but that's that's pushing the boundary a little bit.
5: Uh pushing the boundary. I mean, I've always wanted to go skydiving and have, I've had a few of my friends like actually want to, but that's because
1: of the Tim McGraw song.
4: The only reason.
5: No, (laughs) no,
1: (laughs) but
4: I didn't didn't know if he was going to get the reference for a second. I
5: definitely know the reference. I just had to wonder why he asked Mason and
1: I have, have a connection on old country music. Actually, that's a, it's, you don't
5: get that often with 19 year olds.
1: No. No, it's uh, it's
5: impressive. That is my favorite type of music. <clears throat> I listen to that quite often because
1: Billy Bob loves Charlene. Billy, uh, yeah. Chris Guffey is reporting that we are dry <laughs> at the casa. That we'll never know where it's at or what is what the actual location is. He is not flooded out, so uh, producer Guffey okay. okay. Uh, Steven is looking at his watch. which means that we need to wrap up. We're getting we're getting to the end of the show. Um, um, my daughter was just texting me. <laughs> oh, father of the year
5: over here. Um, but living <laughs> on the edge. I wouldn't even say like I wouldn't even say an extreme sport. Uh, just driving i four sixty five. The Autobahn would be cool. Going, uh, you know, some insane amount of speed and there's some- the
1: equivalent of the Autobahn down in Rush County between Carthage and uh, Carthage and Arlington seven hundred. Just just can scream on that road. Well, you can do that on
5: old National Road too, right there on the backside of forty. No, but there's too much. Oh, on old National, old road, National yeah. Road, not yeah. on forty. I wouldn't doubt you could probably get away with it on 40 also.
4: I definitely thought it was just 6 o'clock in the morning on 465. Like, that's all you got to do is go over there and jump in traffic. You'll be good. And just go.
5: <laughs> yeah. But being on the Audubon, you know, nobody's stopping you. Nobody really caring. Have you ever pegged the, uh, pegged the fusion? Hit the limit? I'd drive a Focus. The Focus? <laughs> um, no.
1: I'm fr- If I blow that thing up, my do, will have can, me. Can it, can it do 88 miles an hour? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just giving them as many old references just, as I can, just throwing them just out there, just to see what we get, just, just to see, see what, the what comes is.
5: back. But what?
1: I didn't catch it. I know that, that's <laughs> makes it, that makes it better. But now, what'll happen is more people that uh, live through the '80s will hit me on the on the Facebook Messenger. The best part is people do that, and it's weeks later. I've already forgotten about the reference, and then people tell me, because I'm like, hey, when you get it, or you're listening to this? I want you know, you're in your tractor, you're on the lawnmower, you're driving in the car." Stop safely and message me, <clears throat> wink, wink, uh, and let me know that you uh, that you heard that. But t- you have been past 88 miles an hour in your Ford, perhaps.
4: Yes. Theoretically. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I do have to, uh, before we get too far in. So when we were talking about Trojan Woods, I was supposed to do this. And my daughter is actually a published poet. Really? Oh, nice. Yeah, through this, uh, it's a really cool program. I'm going to show it to the camera here. It's called Futures. And uh, Miss Die in the at the in the I don't know the advanced program whatever they call it uh, in the focus place. program at Wilbur Wright does this every year with their students and I, probably some other teachers do they're all student submitted poems. There's a lot of people out there that think that I hate nature, and this poem will give them an insight into the uh, the household that I live in, especially with my daughter, and it's a. It's a little dark. No,
1: you can't hate nature because you have a wild beast that lives with you.
4: Oh, yeah. A 134-pound dog that lives with us. He's, he's a human on four legs and with his two other dogs. So uh, here is the, uh, the, the, the poem that Chloe wrote. It's called Pollution. Some say I am the worst thing ever. Some say I am no big deal. I mean, what's wrong with wanting to take over the world? I'm almost halfway there. Soon your water will not be clear. All of your animal friends will die, and so will you. But at least I will rule the world. Well, the water in Trojan Woods is gray water. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's...
1: With enough Brittas, we can fix anything. Yeah, no, that's all we got to
4: do is just a giant Britta on all the rainwater that runs off the roads through. I there. didn't, I didn't know it was gray water. My dog used to go and
2: splash around in that yeah, river it's, when he was alive. Maybe that's what gave him the epilepsy.
4: Possibly. <laughs> possibly. It's so actually at one point in now. No. Younger times, we went through the tunnel just to see what where the tunnel led to. you know maybe I mean, you gray or water,
1: not not black water. Yeah, it's yeah, just gray yeah, water. It's, yeah. it's just in between. It's just yeah.
4: so yeah, that's fine. Whatever. It's just you know, multiple houses that don't have their uh that their houses are so old they're not hooked up to city water. And just who dumping hasn't into peed this. in the shower? Yeah
1: as george costanza said it's all pipes everybody
4: <laughs> they're all just pipes but that uh that little tunnel there that is dirty water we know for sure that it makes it all the way over to 25th street ah so you went draining yeah yeah we yeah. did we walked all the way through there and stuck our heads up and where it got too small to continue was <laughs> 25th street past chrysler so draining, that- draining is fun it is illegal. And <laughs> Definitely it's, not a
2: thing to do on a day like today. No, yeah, and you have to do it when there's a drought.
4: Yeah, it was. Uh, I think middle of July, first of August, and it hadn't rained in five, four or five weeks when we did it, and it was. It's a lot like climbing Everest. There's a very small
1: window in August that you can you yeah, probably yeah. get away with it. But I the city one does time, not sell permits.
2: I one time, I don't know what the statute of limitations is on draining. And it's legalities. <laughs> but at one time, i <laughs> They are posting uh, you hard uh, in the chat right now. <laughs> I just want you to know. I at one time found a, a tent in uh, one of the drains in Muncie, Indiana. So someone had been living in one of the storm drains.
4: Oh, that does not yeah, surprise me
2: at all. It was abandoned and it had been wet. But I did. I did see a tent unless it like got washed down in there through a storm drain somehow. But. I doubt that happened. All right. Well, that's we're my try- extreme sport. We're going to try to keep
1: this slightly tidy. <laughs> that's and awesome. and work work our way over to final thoughts. Guffy's gone. Mason, have you got anything for us?
5: Uh, last week, two weeks ago, final thoughts. I just want to give you an update. The Columbus Vanguards. Did win their last game thirty seven to zero. This is the this is the
1: women's football, the professional women's football professional
5: team football. That plays at Knightstown at Knightstown. Did Guffy go
1: with you? I I didn't even go. I just number one. But what, what, they I, what is this? I'm sorry. sorry. Have to, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to listen to the show.
4: Oh, okay. I'll go. Yeah, Episode one. I'm sorry, I've 11. been too busy running my <laughs> programs and trying to build a welding curriculum. Trying, to, trying
1: to meld, TIG weld young minds. Um. No, there's, Knightstown is the home of a professional women's football team.
5: And we just got word there's going to be a semi-professional men's
1: league at Knightstown High School.
5: You going to join? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? Is, is Lee Spurgeon going to kick for him?
5: I don't, I don't, I don't know where they're from. Well, I just okay. know they're using Knightstown. Right, they... it's, an, it's a local thing. No, they're not local. Well, they're playing here local. I they gotta I have s- a, a token. I'm not paying to play.
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> is <laughs> it pay to play or is it? Yeah, it's like adult travel. It's like being associated with the Clintons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, <laughs> you want you find yourself at 25th Street <laughs> in the wrong month, and, and, you're, <laughs> and you had a tragic boating accident. Uh, all right. So is that, is that all you got? That's it. Well, they do. Play how's, the in the, in, how's the internship going?
5: Here at the Boss Hog of Liberty? Yeah. I think it's going pretty swell. Um, Is it helping you? you? It's definitely going on my resume. I don't know what that will pull,
1: but it's going on there. Are you uh, you picking up any chicks? Are you using it for, for your romantic life?
5: Well, I was not informed, but I think
1: today, since you called me a co-host, I probably could. I mean, you were you were kind of desperate on the Twitter today. I don't know who you were talking to, but you were... You were you were reaching. And I, was I will put to my I will
5: put myself on blast here. I tweeted last night
1: that what is your uh, what's your, your your tweeter handle? How do they twit you? At rot r
5: o t t four four zero two. You really do embrace it's way that name too of complicated. Um, but I tweeted. How does one obtain the interest of a female? Asking for a friend. Dot dot dot. Maybe. <laughs> and Jeremiah, well, first of all, my sister said, Have you tried offering them acorns? And she's just <laughs> odd. But <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah said, They really like podcast hosts. And I said, I'm an intern. And then he replies, Says, Shows at seven, dinner 6 40. <laughs> Don't be late. But tonight, since I'm a co host, I'll probably bring a chick next
2: week. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna happen. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to I want to let you know that I've never seen somebody reply and like things on social media faster than Jeremiah. It I've, depends. I mean, oh, do you no, have all I, of this like? Fa- do you get a notification? What happened- I tweeted people him. Post?
5: last week, and it took him at least seven hours to retweet well even, Whoa, didn't even jeremiah like, you on. are slipping he did not even like my tweet he just replied <laughs> <laughs> i tweeted his name was in my tweet and he just replied he said interesting it will be or i'll make it interesting about i was 500 that was
1: the day before the race and i was very busy well i, I was very care. busy if i tweet you i need you to drop everything <laughs> uh, twitter is not my first language it it, it What happens is if I interact with
2: somebody, if I I
1: interact with somebody, it gives me push notifications about them. And I've interacted with Mason enough that now if he says something that it thinks I'll find interesting, it's like, hey, Mason said something, and then I'll go back and look at it. But I don't go... 98% of what I see on Twitter is either Indianapolis sports uh, writers or IndyCar related. So there are very few people that I know that are actually friends that I interact with on there.
4: I don't even have Twitter.
1: See, look, he didn't even like my tweet <laughs> and he's in it. So petty.
5: I am so petty. petty. If I so tweet you petty. at least like
1: it, give me a retweet.
5: I thought it was a good tweet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did in, in other Twitter news today, I did tweet back at, uh, at Joey Molinaro of espresso radio. Uh, and I got Dakota included And Dakota did not like or retweet my tweet that I got you included in. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, Told Joey that uh, the old when Christmas yeah. comes around, it leads to Rob Kendall dancing in an elevator because the, the Espresso guys do their Christmas video every year. Mm-hmm. And I got us an invitation. And I got me one and I self-invited you because I'm very mm. efficient. Uh, that we get to be in the Espresso Christmas video next year.
2: Nice. At Emma's.
1: Which means that we self-invite on Rob Kendall's show that day too. That's true. Rob doesn't know that yet, but that's the way that's going to go. Oh, uh, yeah. So there you go. That's Twitter news, but of course you didn't like my tweet either.
2: I know. I I feel your pain. It's been a long time since I've been on Twitter. <laughs> is it even on your phone anymore? Yeah, it is, but all the notifications are sh- turned off. I have no I notifications from Jeremiah. Does media. that too? Uh, my phone
1: doesn't make noises. If I had my Facebook notifications, on, I don't. I would, need I would, I would it throw it away. To make noises, I just need it. A text doesn't to make a noise. Show. None of that.
5: That I tweeted at you, and I needed your attention at a given point in time.
1: Maybe I need to set it up so that if somebody tweets
5: Just me, turn it, my it, notifications it, on, it, and I, if I tweet, it will tell you. Will you teach me how,
4: buddy? I don't know what we're talking
5: about. Uh, I feel
4: like- See, he gets all the 80s references, and you have to help him with his phone. It's the perfect combination. <laughs> you need to just get, like,
2: an old Motorola razor to turn To turn the volume up, you press the buttons on the side. Oh, and he's you, gonna have like a big uh,
4: button phone before too long. Yeah. Just Jeremiah's to like, getting. You guys want? Jeremiah's time? getting
2: to that age to where you have I carry, to talk to him like he's eight. I carry two <laughs> phones, and every time I try to screenshot something
1: on the on the iPhone, I turn the damn thing off. I'll tell you what. Are he, you serious? Yeah, I can't do it. I cannot do it for the life of me. There's three buttons, and I can't press the right combination of two of <laughs> them. Said, "Are you serious?" <laughs> Jeremiah can't. I'm very good at Motorola is my first language. iPhone Stephen's is like, ridiculous. I volunteered on this guy's campaign. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Steven, you got, you got anything for us? Has this been worth your time? It's been interesting.
4: That's, <laughs> that's our goal every week. Uh, I just want to ask everybody that's listens or listens later to follow the career center on Twitter. They actually do have a lot of good stuff that goes out on Twitter. There's a lot of great things going on and you can go back and see all the community service that's been done and, Every program does some really cool stuff. I follow the welding program on the Instagram. On the Instagrams? Yeah. We I've been slacking lately on that. I, I broke my camera. I got to get that back going again. And then uh, for Jeremiah, you need to get with the engineering program and check out their EV Grand Prix program where they actually, we team up and help them build a car that they actually mm-hmm. go to IMS and race.
1: I know that uh, Wayne County 4-H does that. Yeah. And yeah. You, guys, you guys have a program as well? Mm-hmm. We didn't promote that. We just promoted the Wayne County 4-H. So wow. did Henry County send a car?
4: Yeah. Yeah. How did we do this year? I think they got seventh, sixth or seventh. I can't remember. I top, top 10. Top 10. Yeah. They placed and got to go through. So the way they did it was the f- only high enough placing got to go through final inspection and they made it to final inspection. So they did well enough. And this was their first year competing in that race. So it'll it's be, the
1: third year that the event has existed. I think it existed. Yeah. So that's, it's uh,
4: growing. It's going to be awesome. They do multiple other ones, but that's their IMS one for you to make sure you go visit and check out and get to watch all the practice races. Maybe you can do a, a, a podcast from there and do the announcing of the race.
1: Oh, I, I'm good at announcing. I'm the second best mug bog announcer in all of Henry County. The second best? Who's the first? Water Superintendent Greg Phipps, of course. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Nobody
2: could ever unseat Greg. Dakota, we're running a poll right now. Do you know that? We are. Oh, yeah, we are. Uh, there's a poll out on our Facebook page, and it simply asks uh, whether or not you as a taxpayer want the superintendent's home and utilities at Henry County's Memorial Park to continue to be paid for with your money. Um, There was a story that was ran in the Courier a couple weeks ago that said that the board voted on a new contract that takes away... Uh, the house and the utilities as part of the employment contract for the superintendent. So it got a lot of reach on a couple of other different personal Facebook pages. And I was like, this is going to be a good poll for boss hog of Liberty. And it got shared by the Memorial park Facebook page and a few board members. So I'm pretty sure that we are influencers now. (laughs) Yeah. They they (laughs) official, (laughs) official.
1: They, uh, they do care about the results of the poll. So jump in that and uh, participate and make your, make your views known. That's right. All right. Final also, thoughts from
2: you. I have um a Reason Magazine. The Reason Magazine. It's been a long time since I brought them up on the show. Um, but the new magazine issue came yesterday. And the cover of it is Kamala Harris is a cop who wants to be president. I read the article today. She's a prosecutor.
1: Was a prosecutor in California.
2: Yeah, San Francisco County. She says that she's pro weed, but she locked up a lot of people for weed possession. This is a really joke about smoking
1: it on the radio. So it's all all is forgiven, right?
2: What? Yeah, she said that she smoked it while she was in college and she listened to Snoop Dogg. However, Snoop Dogg wasn't putting out albums whenever she was in college. Dun dun
3: dun! Already.
2: Yeah. But anyway, this is a really good article. We talked about her on our 2020 Democrat uh, primary candidates episode. And I think that this provides a lot more insight to her and her campaign than what we did on this show. And I want to encourage everybody to go to Reason's website and read it. That's my final thoughts. That's it. All right. Well,
1: this has been fun. I'm, uh, I'm excited that we're back. We have, uh, we have the camera. It's working. We're functional. Yes. Uh, and I'm very thankful for uh, the support of the people here. I will note that, uh, I'm coasting right now from the Indy 500 tan. I look better than any of you. My skin tones. <laughs> I, what? I'm very proud. Look at, look at my forehead though, dude. Take your,
2: take your hat off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean it is. That's because it, I wear it, my I wear my twenty four inch brimmed hat whenever I'm mowing, so I don't get the same tan <laughs> that my arms do.
1: <laughs> I feel I feel good about it. So well, we should. had a lot of fun. Real, race was great. I had the winner. I had Simon Pagano. I will claim the victory here. I and in the uh, true. in I'm the glad we didn't bet money. In the uh, in the draw we had morning of the race. I also I also won that one as well. So uh, yep. I had Pagano twice. Feel very good about it. Anyway, uh, we got a show next week, Thursday. We don't know what we're talking about. We don't know who the Mm -hmm. guest is. We don't know if there will be a guest, but we'll be here. Could just be us. All right. Playing around. And now you're going to get like five seconds of awkwardness because we have no producer.